Wait, does that mean when you die, I can put out poppers for your funeral? <laughs> David, I will outlive you. But if I happen not to, please do. Genuinely. Be- make sure it's the good stuff. Blue Boy or Double Scorpio. I want to be remembered well. If there's Rush on my fucking casket, I will come back and I will s- drown you in it. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, um, yo soy una chica de clase. Which means I'm not going to get, like, like I won't take um, a CVS-branded Tylenol, so there will be no rush. Oh, David, your... it's the same stuff. I don't care. Hey, don't care. hey, hey, the CVS-branded poppers are great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same stuff. <laughs> know her son yeah she's giving me Lonnie Anderson that one kind of worked <laughs> I know yeah anyway uh hi and welcome back to this toxic fandom where we ramble for approximately 87 hours about the newest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season 5 episode 7 I don't know uh what was this one called Melodrama Rama. Melodrama Rama. Slim it down to a cool 90 minutes and it's straight to your ear holes. Say cheerio, toxic fans. Cheerio, love. Cheerio, chap. Now introduce I... your blimey selves. Oi, governor, it's me, Stephen Pope. Professional. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I can't. I, I. Actually, the worst part is I probably could because it's one of the three accents I can do. But I'm gonna stop myself before Debatable. this gets out of hand. <laughs> yeah, you were kind of serving um, Tamara doing Southern. <laughs> I deserve that drag. Anyway, hi everyone. My name is Stephen Pope, your professional Hobbit, your podcast dad. Uh, you know, this is one of those episodes where you watch it. And you just know you're going to have a lot to talk about for the next 87 hours. And my beautiful, beautiful co-host, who's finally back on the the right coast, the best coast, the west coast. Mr. Gorin, how are you feeling today? Hey up, chickens. Um, I'm feeling good. It's good to be back in the beautiful, sunny California weather. Um, mosquitoes are out in full force for some reason. It is winter, but we have mosquitoes. Not mosquitoes? No, not mosquitoes. Or as fucking Tamara said, I actually wrote it in my note, machino. <laughs> that is like one thing that I, there are two things that I will like fucking die on for the rest of my life. It's not moschino, it's moschino. It's not bruschetta, it's bruschetta. Moschino, she better don't. I'm Jolie and let's jump into this episode, kids. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of have already, but... <laughs> So last week we said goodbye to another person who I was convinced was going to be in our top four. We, we, we sent out a no home another badge, babe. Mm-hmm. I know, Vicky. Uh, Vicky. Yeah, I said, I said Vicky. It you sounded Nikki. like Nikki, but I think you did say Vicky. <laughs> I, I heard Nikki. <laughs> okay, you, do you, we said do you, bye to Nikki Doll. 
We sent her back to France. She has a hosting gig. I thought you said we said Biden, Nikki Doll. Biden and Nikki Doll, twenty twenty four. Let's not, Joe. Um, <laughs> so, Vicky is. Now that I have some distance, I can safely say, Vicky is great. We will see her on an a UK All Stars. The girl needs to cook, or the yeah. girl needs to figure something out. Because I'm thinking about it. What would you say Vicky's aesthetic is? Why? Well. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we could say it with what she wrote on the mirror, which is that she said, I'm more iconic than the Cornish pasty. Love most of ya, Vicky. And there is a little heart. Okay, one, what the fuck is a, a, a pasty's like a, you know. It's like an apple turnover. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was like a niche, you know. Um, I also it, thought it was like a knish. No, 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 no. It's like a. Or like a Jamaican meat, beef patty. Kind of, but it's like it's it's more like empanada. a turnover. Um, it's kind of like a hand pie, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. Um, that... so like if you go to um, Turfland USA, aka a Universal theme park section, <laughs> um, you can get a pumpkin pasty, and it's delicious. Oh, sorry, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining. Well. Welcome to Harry Potter Land. There's only two genders. <laughs> Welcome to I'm t- Dumbledore. Welcome to Turfland, USA. <laughs> it's in England. <laughs> it's not even in the USA. Um, God. <laughs> I'm just like... Off topic. Universal Studios, like, the food there is awful, and I forgot how bad it was. Except for the pumpkin pasties at Turfland, USA. <laughs> We're not going to promote the pumpkin pasties, David. I'm not promoting them. I'm just saying they happen to be very good. That's promotion. Yeah, that's literally promotion. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fuck the pasties. Go to Disneyland, which is a better theme park anyways. It's worth the 45 minutes in traffic and get a churro. I was going to say, none of them (laughs) compete with the churro. The best thing at Universal Studios does not compete with the subpar things at Disney. Uh, <laughs> the gray original. stuff is better than anything at Universal. <laughs> and, okay, the gray stuff fucks. The gray stuff fucks. I would you say it's delicious? delicious. Um, I am going to say, though, not better than both when it comes to food. I've never been to Knott's, but I don't assume is, they have... What? Do they just have berries? I assume that Knott's just has berries everywhere. Don't they have a boysenberry season? Yeah, they have a boysenberry festival. Like, uh, It is Lord. a berry okay. farm. All right. We're not a theme park podcast, but I'm absolutely taking you to to uh, Knott's. Not to mention, it's very affordable. Yeah. Um, just don't go actually just oh, don't sorry, go man. to Evermore and ask them to uh, to change any of their food or you get yelled at by the chef. We don't go um, to Evermore. So funny story. Not really funny story, but kind of funny. Um, apparently, the reason why, like in many circles, Knott's Berry Farm is, like, more popular than Disneyland and the OC is because Disneyland was, like, the rich kid park and Knott's Berry Farm was the park that had, like, gang problems. Uh, actually, if you want gang problems, you go to Magic Mountain. But, <laughs> once again, we're not a theme park podcast. <laughs> we could be. I just realized that. But I, I could let- not be. I don't, I don't care that much. I just like rides. Yeah. 
I, I mean, anytime I go to a theme park with David, I'm a little blitzed, and David is my mom, shepherd me me around. Um, that is just, adorable. Can I just say that actually, because of Joe, I've started doing edibles at theme parks. <laughs> And, like, one of the best times that I ever had was, like, so, like, in New York, this isn't a weed podcast, but here we are. Um, It basically is. A friend of mine brought marijuana edibles from New York, which are, like, I mean, it's regulated, but it's, like, not regulated. And I was, like, assuming that I was having, like, a fiver. It was, like, a 15-er. David. The the Incredicoaster stoned out of my mind. I'm it was like an orgasm. What was I thrown up? What was like what was it like smelling the cookie at the end? <laughs> it was amazing. Did you buy one of the the Jack Jack num nums that are actually kind of gross? No, I hot I know take than Jack that. Jack cookie num num. <laughs> not good. Not not great. I think I got a churro. <laughs> Again, you can never go wrong with a churro. Yeah. But <clears throat> And you know what you put on a churro? Caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Good, Good transition. Um, I love it. And Ka- uh, Kara is a little pressed that uh, Vicky said that uh, only said most of you because she's like, who most does she ya. mean? <laughs> who does she mean? <laughs> and everyone's like, I don't know, Kara. Could it be you? And she's like, it dun, could dun, be Tamara. And Tamara's like, not bloody luckily. I, I'm surprised that Tamara said that, considering she never saw Vicky she's never seen, and Kara in the same room together. Yeah, she's never seen Kara interact with another human being. <laughs> uh, Hope it, you were waiting for that one, weren't you? <laughs> I'm impressed, honestly. I was impressed. Um, I will say, Kara makes me want a reunion episode so bad this season. She's fun. She's playing... I feel like there was a point where Kara realized she wasn't going to win, and she was like, you know what I can do? Be the main character? Yeah. I think you could say that she could stir the pot of caramel. Uh, more like a whisking, according to Dee Dee. I will point out, Dee Dee says something like, I don't, I'm not stirring the pot, I'm just whisking. Whisking is more aggressive than stirring. Yeah. Like, if- L- Joe. Joe, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye, Joe. Do you think Dee Dee has ever stepped foot in a kitchen? I mean, you she barely Dee knows Dee how to knows. bake her face. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I would not necessarily assume that Dee Delicious uh, refers to her culinary delights. Yeah. Dee Delights. Only, I was about to say, the only oven that she knows is her loving oven. That means her vagina. <laughs> what? Speaking of loving ovens, (laughs) in this week's episode, the queens are going to have to do a mini challenge where they have to stick their fist in a hole. Why? Because everybody loves puppets. Everybody loves puppets. Everybody loves puppets. I cannot express the blind joy, the absolute elation I was feeling when I was like, they brought back the puppets. I was so so angry because I was like, we've had the wall the whole time. I could have had puppets on every season. 
not every season's over in England right now. They have to they have to import tax. They had to skip a couple seasons. You know, they probably had to wait for it to like you know like I I know how these things work. It was on a barge. The barge went missing. Then they found the container, but for some reason it was the wrong container. It was late mislabeled. Well, actually, what happened is it went down on the Lusitania, <laughs> or the Rusitania, as they call it on the show. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to put Rue in Submersible, but it just wasn't happening. Um, I just watched a doc- Fuck you for reminding me of that, because I just watched a documentary about the guy responsible for that whole thing. And I forgot it was this year. Wait, it was this fucking wait, year. Wait, wait, There was a documentary and you did not send it to me. I'll send it to you later. How dare you? You better. Oh, boy. <laughs> um... And so the queens have to drag up their puppets. I don't know who everyone got, but I'm sure David oh, wrote it down. <laughs> oh, also, we forgot about Michael Marulli being stuck on a couch because of his heart costume. I didn't forget I- that. I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, Kara got Ginger. Tamara got Michael. Didi got Tamara. Michael got Kara. Kate got Dee Dee, Ginger got Kate. Oh my god, this sounds like a tongue twister. It does. I thought for a second they were literally just going down the line. Because Kara got Ginger, who was on the end, and like for three people, they got the person who'd pulled before them. Mm -hmm. And then they switched it up a little bit at the end to, uh, I don't know, make it easier. To make it seem like it wasn't fixed. you know what I think it was? I think they just shoved all the puppets in a bag, and they were just on top of each other. And then once they realized, wait a second, everyone's just kind of, okay, shake the bag a little bit. All right, now we go. Um, that is so, I, I would say that's so bold of you to assume it wasn't rigged. But I will say, these puppets were so poorly chosen to be shady that I don't think it was rigged. I don't think it was rigged. Th- really this was don't. not Bendel, this was not Darien Lake getting Bendela Creme. Uh, like, Tamara and Kara didn't receive each other. And they lived together, so they probably had a few drunken nights where they've at least almost received each other. What are you talking about? They've never seen each other, ever. You don't need to see someone to put your hand in them. Joe says that from experience. I just, Uh, I have friends who were like, look, I didn't, I was fine that I hooked up during COVID. They just fisted me. Is it sad that I know who this person probably is? Gays are rotted. Gays are rotted. <laughs> From the Gays inside. <laughs> That's why there's so much space. <laughs> now, before we get to the actual ch- mini challenge, Ginger mentions that she does puppets in her act, and it shows. Uh, <laughs> I want I mean, a Ginger and James puppet show. James Mansfield and Ginger Ginger Johnson. I, I want, want Ginger and James. I, I don't Thank care. You. I want Ginger and kate to just do stuff together oh, like ap- yeah. after this episode ginger and kate on. are the viv and baga of this season oh yeah like and they're actually, so I like much them. funnier together are they besties and i just didn't realize it i don't no, think so i think, I, think so. I don't think they know each other in real life because i think they're from different places yeah because they just have a rapport and like a thing and it shows this episode where i'm like oh are you guys like super tight and i just didn't I think they've just become friends. I think we've watched them become friends, especially once Kate lost Banksy. Yeah. Yeah. And did Ginger have a friend at one point? Probably not. Missing Ho. (laughs) Was she friends with Missing Ho, do we think? I think she was, because remember, in I think either the first episode or the second episode, she has, like, no talking heads. 
Because she's probably at Miss uh table. That's yeah. true. That's true. Ginger has had a really weird arc on this season because she's kind of missing for the first, not half, but like a little bit of the first section of the series. And then she's popped up more. Uh, I thought she had a weird arc because they keep telling us they like her runways and that can't possibly be true. Uh, that's just, uh, there's something in the water over there. That's why J.K. Rowling is still around. Mm. Honestly, J.K. Rowling hates uh, men dressed as women because she saw some of Ginger's runways this season and she went, we have to stop whatever this space thing is. <laughs> uh, and I think we're all talking about this because we don't want to talk about the actual mini challenge because it was... Hot, stinky garbage. This is the worst puppet show we've ever had. Like, the puppet reading challenge tends to work better than the regular reading challenge because you just have a little bit more to play off of when you're talking to someone. Mm -hmm. And then you remember that a lot of these queens aren't particularly gifted at comedy. Because, like, Tamara's hilarious when she's not, doesn't know what she's doing. But if she has to write something, there's a reason that she didn't speak during the challenge she won, is all I'm saying. Um, also, I did kind of love that Ginger said, I'm so lucky I got Kate because she's already 70% puppet. <laughs> and that's just because there's so many hands inside her at any given moment. I was going to say that. We could go through the list, but it's basically everyone does bad. <sighs> Kate does okay. Ginger does good. Michael does okay as well. Um, yeah. Kara is really mean. <laughs> Yeah, Kate is a little mean. I don't think Kate and Dee Dee like each other very much. Kara just starts asking fake Ginger for advice and winning challenges. Kara gave up. It's Kara so funny. Just... She's like, you're really good. How do I be good? It's like, the puppet on your hand can't help you here, Kara. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, Ginger wins the mini challenge and gets to assign herself a person. And she's like, I just won with Kate. Might as well keep the good times rolling. She picks Kate Butch. And then she makes the really smart choice of pairing the people with the people next to them, but putting funny people next to people who aren't funny. Yep. The other two are here as well, as she says. Yep. Okay, so for the main challenge, they're going to have to do... Three quote unquote dramas. Uh Footballers Wags, Whole Dark, and Femmerdale. So which I, I assume are parodies of BBC shows. So I know yes. Emmerdale and I know Footballers Wives. I only I know, know Footballers, Footballers Wives. Wives because that hot guy said the title of the show in the episode. Side note, um, did anyone else think that his his voice didn't match his face and body? Yes. And also he's straight. <laughs> um Boo. Ew. Why? Economy. Yeah. Actually, the only one that I really knew was Footballers' Wives because I watched Footballers' Wives. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh my God. It's so trashy. I highly recommend it. There was this period of time where there were like these BBC shows that were like kind of coming to the US, but you could only get them on DVD. Um, one of them was Coupling and the other one was Footballers' Wives. And my mom, my sister, and I, maybe my dad too, we would all watch them together. Um, Footballers Wives was trash. Do we have any idea what Whole Dark could have been, or as I've been calling it, Zero Whole Dark Thirty? Um, I have no clue. Uh, I, as I said, yeah. the only one that I knew was Footballers Wives. I mean, it's clearly a period drama, which I guess explains why the whole is the color that it is. Yeah. Um, how dare neither of you? That was good. 
It was fun. No, no, no. It was, I, it was, it it was, was a, funny. It was I was thinking six. about, was like, I was trying 10. to think what the, like, what the parody was to see if it was, like, clicking anything. And David has me thinking about coupling, which... Parody's <laughs> nuts. Oh. Oh. Fuck oh. Off. oh. No, oh, coupling wow. is such a good show, though. Uh, oh, David. David is <laughs> that thing where he, cu- like, put his fist in front of his mouth and wiggled his tongue, and <sighs> I, I, I hate that. I don't know why that's the thing that I'm like, ew. Hey. That's my I- ick. Hey, you keep being like, get a job, and he's like, blowing is a job. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it really is. Um, yeah, but, um, so yeah, so Footballer's Wives, actually, because I knew that, I got all the references, so, like, there was a character named, like, Champagne, um, and there's a character named Chardonnay on it. Um, and then Tanya Turner was, like, this big character who then went to jail, and there was a spinoff TV series where she was in jail. And this was just about, like, the wives of soccer players. Yeah. This sounds wild. It was, they. I mean, they tried bringing it to the States, it just kind of didn't work, because, like, British soap opera is a level of trash that, like, the U.S. just can't touch. Like, like they manufacture Jersey Shore-level dra- drama. David, you ain't my mother. <laughs> you ain't my mother. Yes, I am. <laughs> so Kara really yeah. wants the footballer's wags. And yeah. so uh, so Ginger and Kate Kate. are for some reason into it. I literally saw this scene and was like, Ginger and Kate wanted this? Like, I think think they wound up perfectly cast. To the point where part of me wonders if they were aware of what the three things were. And then a producer was like, now argue a little bit. Which has happened a decent amount in this season where it's like, it it feels like... We've had several points where it feels like they're arguing for the sake of drama because everyone just agreed on stuff. Yeah. Um... I will say it would have been funny seeing Kate try to be a, you know, posh, pretty lady, uh, posh, pretty lady wife, whatever. Um, a sexy lady wife. But yeah, Kara, sexy I, I, I lady wife you. was my nickname in high school. <laughs> sexy, <laughs> sexy lady wife. Uh, new name for the podcast. Kara uh, brings up that, you know what? I gave up the cow. I'm not giving up the wag. She's not moving on this one. Move, bitch. Get out the way. She's staying. She's staying. And you're going to love her. And then, uh, so Michelle Visage is uh, is directing. We get into Kara and Michael. And she's just like, Kara, add levels. But in general, this is working. Also, this yeah. man is so hot. Can he act, though? Because here, Can they? he cannot. Later, he seems to. So I don't know. But yeah, that man's gorgeous. He's what's, so hot. What's his name? What's really his name? hot. I don't care. Sexy, and I know it. Captain Holdark. Oh, Lord. He's just... Sorry, the whole time, I'm like, pecs, pectorals, hello. Yeah, no, I was like... Yeah. I'm just Steven. I like jugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was... It was... uh, He was hot. Um, The first scene happens. It's, like, not very eventful. Second scene happens. And she's just like, you guys are perfect. She's like, you two are in the top this week. Congratulations. Yeah. This whole episode kind of felt like a victory lap for Ginger and Kate. Yeah. From the minute they're put together, the minute it's an acting challenge, it's like, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say about the first scene, real quick, though, I love 
seeing Kara and Michael as neon Jersey Shore housewife monsters. I, I want to know if these that. outfits were provided or if they this was someone's makeover outfits. No, they had to have been. <laughs> um, and then finally, we have uh, Tamara and uh, we have Tamara and Didi who mm-hmm. forgot to look at the script and do not know a single line. They look awful. It is Mick bitch level of like being bad at this. It's yeah. it's embarrassing. And you know, David brings up the uh you know boob plate neck often. Mm-hmm. They both have it, and they're not the right colors, and they are so the looks aren't great, and Tamara literally out of the gate, or I guess out of the body bag. Just What's my what line, love? Yeah. She no did not know her first line. It is script. embarrassing how bad this is. Yeah. Um, it also is the scene that makes the least... I, I think it's the scene that makes the least sense. It's the yeah. scene where... You, I mean, none of the scenes make sense, but at least the first two scenes kind of are you fighting over a guy, and then this one is just fighting a guy. Um, yeah. Like, they tried to kill her. I'm guessing these are from direct parodies of scenes from the show yeah partially because there's literally a moment where michelle is like you didn't do the her mannerisms and i was like absolutely not no we don't note people on their ability to do mannerisms of characters they didn't know they had to do yeah juju and liza also totally random but i just thought this was funny this was in my notes um when she was doing ginger and kate scene we just kind of went over it so quick that i missed this we really did yeah um michelle called ginger and kate the kids and i'm like they're definitely the oldest of all of these queens i have no idea i have no idea anymore how old is michael kate could be anywhere between 22 and 87 and i would not question it Same i'm kidding she, she couldn't be 87 she couldn't figure out how to do her makeup well enough to cover that many wrinkles um <laughs> you're sh- you shady cow um but anyway, we so we get to the workroom the next day, and I'm sure they talk about something, but I don't remember. They talk about DRIs, drag related injuries. Oh yeah, I loved that. I I love conversations in the workroom that actually feel like, well, we're all trapped in here anyway. We might as well chat. Yeah, and this I like the, the I like that. I like times that the workroom feels like it might actually be an organic conversation and not talk about this thing. Um, yeah. Uh, talk about your dead mom. So the first thing that they happens is Ginger's talking about. Oh, I had needles in my mouth while I was sewing something. I ha- I've never swallowed one. I don't know how you manage that, but I absolutely do that. And after this story, I'm gonna try to stop. I'm gonna. I gotta stop. <laughs> she had. She swallowed one. three, oh, and throat. one of them was in her throat. Just the idea. One. You either Good thing they have socialized medicine there. Out, and I don't want either. Wait, you have to, what, you, did you say poop or shit? You have to, you have to puke or puke. shit. Puke. Oh, I thought you said you either have to poop it out or shit. And I was like, poke, that's the same thing. No, puke and shit, the two genders. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> what am I saying? She doesn't, she doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> but it's great, Kara. Kara talking about how she jumped into a concussion split. <laughs> yes. 
I'd pay to see that. Like, and she was like, she's like, she's like, I hit my head, but I landed the split and just blood was coming down my face. And Tamara was amazed because she didn't even know Kara did drag. I know. <laughs> she just, I feel like, you know, Tamara, like Kara just comes up and she's like, where you been, love? And she's like, oh, out. And she's like, okay. Tamara's doesn't even look at her. At doesn't even know who's living at her, like living with her. She honestly he- thinks that she's a Victorian ghost. <laughs> Tomorrow does kind of look like a Victorian ghost. Um, on a <laughs> Speaking of Victorian ghosts, let's bring it to the runway. Runway? Run, 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 runway. Well, first we need to talk about RuPaul's outfit, which we've actually no, we never, never done before. We've never done that. We never um, talk about this. I was going to say, she looks like a Marc Jacobs perfume bottle. That's so much nicer than what I have. <laughs> I, I like this look. I liked it too. I liked, I liked the dimension of the flowers. She looked like the backdrop for my prom photos. Ooh. Like I am I saw that and I was like Pope? Yeah, that's Pope, where I've seen this before. I need you to know something. What? Now that you've said this on microphone. Oh god. You now have to provide us with a podcast photo for the story. No. Oh god, can we at least blur out no? my date's face? No Wait, sure. Yeah, we can, can put I- an emoji on your date's face. Speaking of something being on your face. The first person up is Michael Maruli. Just quickly, I genuinely thought that Joe was going to say, now that you've brought it up, I was the background at your prom. <laughs> what the? What the David, I'm far mean, too David? young for that. <laughs> I am three years older than you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. Anyways, um, the the uh, the runway theme is Pajamarama or Pajamarama, depending on how you pronounce it. Or pajama rama, if you're being contrarian. Exactly, and as you said, correct. Uh, it was first Michael Maruli who came out as a rich Jordy slag. I really like this. I don't. Okay. I don't because okay. Here's I'm the somewhere thing. in the middle, which is all right. Kind of funny. <laughs> so, Joe jo looks like I just shot them. All right. Here's my thing. From the neck up, the wig, the makeup, flawless perfect love it from the neck down it's just underwear and a robe and that's fine it's just not a lot and the way they talked about it kind of made me go you're giving a lot of praise for the makeup and wig which absolutely deserve but the outfit itself isn't a whole lot of anything so i have a couple things i do really like about it i actually really love that they're not matching i think the robe being so different from the underwear tells a story of a woman who is not put together at all. I wish that she was only wearing one shoe. I wish there was... Well, she is only wearing that, one shoe. Um, she takes off her shoe. No, no, she takes um, off her shoe, yeah. But, like, I wish that, like, her shoes were mismatched. I wish that, like, she was missing nails. Like, there are certain things I wish she had done. But I love that attention to detail of this is not a woman who has a corset and a robe in the same color next to each other when she comes down from bed. Also, I'm going to say, I think Michael's the first person this whole season to do an open chest look with convincing boobs that avoids David's neckline. I'm absolutely going to give you that. Yep. You are absolutely correct. And I don't, she do- I genuinely don't know how she does it because I think she just pads that bra so well that it gives her convincing tits. It's really impressive. Well, it's actually funny because I remember I one time went on a date with this drag queen and we were talking about breasts and breastplates and he was saying, like, he was like, I'm a skinny person, but put, like, 
padding and a push-up, and I got, like, a nice set of knockers. So I think it just kind of depends on what your chest situation is. Uh, that being said, I agree with I agree with both of you. Um, it's funny because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't like this. And then as I kept looking at it, but again, it was like neck up. I was like, the attention to detail is so good, but I do agree that it needed like, it needed a little bit more mess on the bottom. Like it could have had like the perfect you know, corset and everything. But I think that it needed like stockings with runs in them or like yeah. fishnets with holes or like, it, like in Kristen Chenoweth's book, she talks about when she was, um, ambient tripping and how she would like wake up with like hot tamales stuck to her legs. Um, so, you know, like that, that's what I want. I, I, I don't miss ambient. I don't miss ambient. My biggest thing is there's like, I think she like label, she labels everything in her hair and several of the things are obvious. I was yeah. like, she, she like labels the cigarettes, and I'm like, or like, and like the vodka. I'm like, I knew that was vodka. What did you think we th- did? You think we thought it was a water bottle? Like, I'm like, know. here's the thing. I knew what that was, and I famously can't read, so I didn't need the labels. You know, I think my problem is I have a really high bar for Michael at this point because I feel like Michael, I I don't call myself like a fan yet mm-hmm. i there's still something missing with Same. michael maruli i don't know what it is but michael's runways tend to be really really high so i expect a certain level of like polish and mm-hmm. thought and i see it from the neck up it's lacking otherwise i can get but that can we talk about kara kara can looks talk about- can i can i just say one last thing about michael maruli oh sure sure back what's up, off. What's um I just wanted to agree with you and say that I think that she is someone who her worst runway is still better than some people's best. Um, How dare you say that about Kate? <laughs> well, this week's exclu- excluded, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. Um, But I do think that she's someone who, like, she is an amazing runway queen. And I've loved all of her runways even when I don't really like her runway, I still like her runways. And she's such uh, a non-traditional runway girly. Yeah. Like, usually we talk about the Banksy's of the world when we talk about a great runway queen. And mm-hmm. she has delivered something so unique and yes. so camp aesthetics yes. at such a high caliber this whole time that I do understand being like, this was a letdown because it's Michael. Whereas if this was Kate doing it, we'd all be clapping going, yay! Like, oh, you oh, did absolutely. so good! Oh, wait, totally random, but then we'll get to Kara, I promise. Did you guys see Banksy's, what Banksy would have worn? No. 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 Oh, my God. I know Banksy has been sharing her looks. It is her, she, her, we, right? Uh, In drag, it's she, her. Okay. Yeah. I know she's been sharing her uh, runways on Instagram, so let's put those in the story. Oh, my right. God. She looks stunning. Like, I like this. I don't like this more than I like other things that happened. I just think she looks so beautiful. I mean, yeah, she looks beautiful, beautiful, but she always looks beautiful. This isn't last week where we were all robbed of her heart look. Yes. Yes. I I thought her heart look was okay, but speaking of beautiful, can we talk about Carol Uh, already? Oh my god. Speaking of robbed. um, Oh my god. Oh my god. God. Everything. This wig. Everything. How did she dance with that tuck? Uh, That's what I was. I wrote that. Can can we talk about the fu- the robe and then she takes it off? Choke me, mommy. The oh way my God. that she, oh. the way that she, she looks like she's a video game character. The body is so unreal. 
the body. You're gonna say on... she looked like a virgin? No, she looks. She looks like she's wearing like Lazelle's underwear from, uh, from Baldur's Gate. Which oh my god, yes, absolutely. Pope, if He's you totally haven't wearing that sluts make if you haven't put Halson in Lazelle's underwear, thank me later. I have something to do this afternoon. Goodbye, everyone. He... Um, what's that sound? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I will never emotionally or physically recover from this runway it was so sexy the wig how does she look sexy in curlers but that wig the way it frames her face it is unbelievable it was female illusion perfection i I mean perfect it's not even illusion kara's a woman like true but like oh my but it was it was so the detail everything was so right the makeup Oh. The make her like, makeup is always good, but this like Kara does makeup on a on a next level level a yeah. lot of the time. Um, wig had to wait. I pounds. I'm sad that Kara clearly needs more time to cook because mm-hmm. like she does drag excellence on a level of someone like Shea Coulee, where yeah, she is celebrating the beauty of black women in such a spectacular way. Oh, she's so good uh, yeah and it's so smart and I, i'm never gonna get over that it wig was perfect it was yeah it's perfection. no notes no notes and then Speaking coming of up perfection. to of next we have how did paint kate paint better in gray than normal couldn't she just be gray every week yeah like okay this is i'm going to say and you can both throw shoes at me this is the best she's looked all season. I don't like this. I gasped when she walked out. So I love this from like an aesthetic point of view. I think she has done everything correct in this look. The one thing I would maybe like is a reveal. Mm. Um, did have a reveal. The knife, I guess. The, well, no, like I would like when you're wearing something this like. It was really funny when that straight guy said he didn't expect a reveal from Kara because, like, have you seen the show, Tama? Of course there was a reveal under a coat that big. Not that she needed, yeah. but... Um, and then with Canadian, this, it's just a expect? little... It's a little... Like, shimmy, sh- shimmy, shake. Okay, so here's my problem with this look. It's conceptually fantastic. I love the props. It's so monotone for this monochrome and i'm very proud of myself for that one but like okay her face there's no dimension her face now it's the best she's looked she looks great but i need some more highlight i need some more depth i feel like it's very much like i disagree because i think her face right again she's there is a clear delineation of drag makeup in her face yeah. Like, it is, there is blush, there is contour here. There is, like, brightening up here. There are different shades of gray on her. Um, so fair. I just don't agree with that note. But I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> the only and thing I didn't like was the eyes. I did not like the eyes. I felt like the red glittery blood on the back with the knife, great. Genius. That works. Why the eyes? Because <sighs> fashion... Mm-hmm. Maybe like bloodshot, like a- like like I think I think that it's one of those things where was it the best? I think that generally, if she didn't do the eyes, we would all be saying, but there wasn't anything on the face. 
Like, fair. I think that in general, she needed something. And because the only pops of color she was doing were these red, red. beads, I think she needed to do something on the eye. I think she maybe could have done something cooler with them, but she's still Kate Butch level of makeup. And this is yeah. still a Kate Butch in Drag Race season uh, UK5 look. So unfortunately, she's not at a level where she can do like some beautiful swirling pattern because she just isn't that type of girl. I'm going to guess she probably isn't was not comfortable. I'm going to guess that by the way that this paint was done, she was not confident in her ability to put eyeshadow on it. So the only thing she could put on it would be beads. Like, she could only yeah. glue things to it. She could not paint something over it without risking ruining it. Mm. That's fair. That's um, fair. That would be my guess. Again, I didn't. I, I don't think the eyes were enough to detract. And I just thought, I thought that her face in general was stunning enough. And then the decision to just lay there. That was hilarious. We've never had someone do that. Yeah. And <laughs> no. for that long, too. Yeah. Like, she committed to the joke. And, you know, I think the reason I came off a little harsh is this is so close to what i want from kate so close i'm like if you just had this level throughout you'd be it'd be kate bush's season so what i wish she'd done is i wish she revealed into like corsetry that was also gray and then just red all the way down like there was like she was bleeding through the front yeah and there was still like it was just she opened it and it was just blood but again Mm -hmm. we are we're not I'm not trying to add things to to a, such a high degree to Kate because this is her operating at her best. And I yes. think that Kate's drag is so not about what she looks like that yeah. this was stunning. Yeah. I think that what makes me really happy about this look is that I was worried that I was I was genuinely worried she was going to get another Rob and it was going to be her runway that like killed that for her. So the fact that I was like, oh, she does have another good look in her arsenal because I genuinely feel like her Phantom of the Opera look, we were like, well, it's as yeah. good as it's going to get. Yeah. And the I- fact that she was able to pull this out and we were like, oh, this is better than the Phantom look. I will give you, I will absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. This is better than the Phantom this look. Is not, and- this, is, this is not bad Cinderella. This is pretty good Cinderella. Yeah. Indeed. Speaking of bad, Ginger... I need what this look to get on the this? Starlight Express and get out of here. Yeah. Um, she said it's John Waters meets Dolly Parton. All I saw was Lady Bunny. You leave Lady Bunny alone. She looks better than this usually. But like, Agreed. there it was just one of those things where it was like, she's like, well, I don't, I don't sleep in, I don't sleep in anything, so I had to use my imagination, and it's like, I don't think Kate sleeps in a dressing gown, like. You can use a reference photo if you really need to figure something out. But I just hate this. I hate the lack of conceptualization on it. Agreed. I hate that it's just an ugly dress with bunny parts attached to it. I I did like the shoes. Yeah, the but shoes. like shoes are not an outfit. No. Yeah. Like I like it just it's one of those things where it's like if she made this for a challenge, I still wouldn't love it and she brought this from home. I don't care that she made it. It's still a brought look on a runway. And the fact that, like, if Kate had worn this, she wouldn't have won the challenge. Mm-hmm. But Ginger gets praise for it irritates me. Yeah, it, it really was not her best. No, it's it's 
strain. It's not as bad as her, you know, uh, vacation. But it's still not the prompt. Like, it's still equally not the prompt to that. Mm -hmm. To a point where I'm like, you could have done something Playboy Bunny-ish. If this nighty had been, like, short, like... Yeah, shorter and yeah. there were panties underneath it and maybe they were like also had a bunny print on them that could have been cute like or a bunny tail if you were holding a stuffed rabbit and maybe it didn't have ears because the ears were on your head that could have been cute it could have told mm-hmm. a story um it, you could have been walking down you could have had the ears on your head you could have heard a knock on the door you throw it you reveal into something sexy a boy's come over and you need to be ready like there are things yeah. that could have happened and it was just like, it's just there. It's, it's just another very... like subpar runway being mm-hmm. made by somebody in the workrooms who she made it herself. So I guess we have to praise it because she Except has three they badges. Don't because girls, yeah, make their own runways all the time and get shit on. Cynthia, I Kess. mean, I don't, there was something like it's just funny because it's one of those things where it's like when she What's said what the references were, I was like, I want to like this, but I just don't because it it looked costumey, like. It really just didn't look good. Whereas so, versus the next runway, I really like this. Oh, no. I, complete disagree. I think I'm, it, I, I'm, so, with, I'm with Pope on this one. I There's something I really like about this, which is the idea that she looks like a kid. Like, that her, her I think she could have made it bigger. I wish she'd padded more in this to really give it shape. But mm-hmm. I like this a lot more than I like uh, Tamara's, who's the next person up doing something similar. I like mm. the fact that she's a kid in a onesie surrounded by stuffed animals, but make it slutty drag fashion. And I do agree that, like, you think Tamara in a in nightgown and you do not think onesie. Like, I just think, I think Dee-dee. that it's... you said Tamara. <laughs> you think Dee Dee in a... But, like, I think that it is, like... I think that it's conceptual and fun and different and she can dance in it. And that was probably one of the con- concessions she was making. But like, I I don't know. I really liked this in a way that I was surprised I did because it just feels like Dee Dee stepping out of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think there is something very fun to like, I'm surrounded by the stuffed animals in a onesie in more of a childish setting. I thought that that was cute. I wish that it didn't look like the stuffed animals were on a giant loofah that was like stretched out um but i will say that like it would have been more like i liked the peek booty at the back um but i think it would have been more like it would have sold better for me if it was like if she like unzipped and maybe didn't even have to take it off but like unzipped and it was like a zebra brawn panty underneath so my problem with it is it's a Kigurumi that's been modified. That's fine. I understand that. They're incredibly cheap. They're cute. And they're stretchy. So you can get them in any size and kind of make them fit. She didn't do enough for me. Like, I love the accessory. I love the peek booty But the outfit itself is just a Kigurumi that's been fitted. Kigurumi. Uh, no, Kigurumi. Oh, I thought, there was, I thought it was just Kigurumi. My mistake. Uh, it's not, I guess for me, if you're going to do this, make it draggier for me. And that includes giving it more of a silhouette and maybe doing something a little more fun with the makeup or just something more fun in general, because it felt very dependent on the loofah 
filled with plush toys, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful prop. You know but... what I would have loved? What? I would have loved a an America's Next Top Model Cycle 12 Marvita horsehair mohawk for the zebra hair yes. as her wig. That would have been adorable. Yeah, that would have um, been awesome. But at the, again, at the same time, I don't dislike this. It's not my favorite, but I think it's a lot. I think it's such a fun swerve. Like it is a za- it is the appropriate type of zag because everyone is doing robes and nightgowns and like corset. Like mm-hmm. everyone else has done a very specific thing, and then Ginger's wearing garbage she found on the street. Um, so it's <sighs> fun to see someone take it to a very child. Like I, because I think the term pajamas. It's a very like kitty term. It's like PJs. Yeah. And PJs. Yeah. So I just think it's like fun. It also would have been funny if someone had just come out fully naked with like a pillow and a sleep mask. Like I think that could have been yeah. really cute. I was amazed no one did that. I was amazed. I mean, Ginger Johnson should have done that, considering Ginger Johnson's like I sleep naked. She could have shown everyone her Ginger Johnson. I would have been fine with that. I don't want to know if we're actually related. So, um next I- up was Tamara and I hate this. I hate, I hate, so this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate I this. I hate this. I hate this. I, it just feels lazy. It feels boring. It's like they're like you gave yourself a waste. It's like yeah, there's still not a silhouette. Like it's, it's yeah. still not doing its job. Like Tamara has a beautiful body, but I've seen it every single runway at this point, it's other than the Elvis one. And like it's literally teddy bears hot glued onto a bikini. Yeah, yeah. I do have one question, Pope. Yes. Um, did you feel like Tamara was coming for your gig because she had a bear bouncing on her butt? I know oh! that's more your thing. Oh! Audience, you can't see me, but I'm so fucking red right now. I, I hate that. I hate this. I'm here willingly. Why do I do this to myself every week? So here's my biggest problem with this outfit. Apart from the fact that I currently hate Joe and I'm plotting their death. Oh my um, god, you were red for filth. Uh, I'm just red right now. Um, they didn't do anything with the bears. Like, right? they're not gutted and like, like turned into... Fuck off. <laughs> like, there's nothing very interesting about this and that bear on the butt as we keep bringing up and making me want to hurt myself is uh <laughs> just there hey pope like my ex. suicide don't do it but no i just i do think i also think that like the i think that the the boots and the like the arms are not related to the outfit no no again if tomorrow wasn't stunningly beautiful this would look terrible and again this is one of those this episode is a great example of why the show owes Alyssa edwards an apology for any time they put her in the bottom for having a subpar runway and only being herself in challenges if tamara can do it so should her and vanji just saying you're not wrong not wrong and speaking of challenges okay so we get to the judging right you're not wrong like so first up is Footballers Wags, and they're going to do it a little different than usual. We're going to watch a short, critique the two girls, and watch another short. Which is interesting because it means we don't actually get any notes that could be used to justify placement. Because yeah, they weird. like all three of them. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So Footballers Wags. Uh, David, I need a translation. Is Wags just another way of saying, like, side whore? Wives and help? girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. I googled. Oh, wives and girlfriends. I didn't know that. 
Uh, Thank you for stepping on my territory, Joe. I'm gonna I, I, I'd slap you with a shoe. I don't know. Uh, ah! Ah! So Michael, I didn't realize this, but Michael was just doing uh, Davina DeCampo. That's all. Her Michael makeup was doing. wasn't that bad. I don't think. Um, yeah. So like, it's a it's a pretty good scene. Kara has just gotten out of jail. Um. They're fighting over a man. Like, there's not a lot. I will say the best scene is Dark Hole. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I I just hold dark. The name. Hole dark. Hole dark. Is hold like the best scene is hole dark. Uh, as far as like giving you something to do, but like they vibe. Why do they vibrate? I forget. Oh, oh, they're, they're both pregnant. Birth. They're pretending yeah. they're pregnant, that they're giving birth, then they both give birth to footballs. Then the guy is also pregnant. Like, I'm pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. But, like, I will say, I thought the giving birth was spectacular. That was hilarious. Like, yeah. synchronized breathing, the fuck you looks. I think that Michael and Kara, while not great individually, worked together spectacularly. Um, yeah. It was very Simone and Candy and Bossy Rossi, where it's like, is this the greatest thing I've ever seen? No. Is this competent improv being done by two people working well together? Absolutely. Yeah. And I did enjoy that. It's definitely stuff that was parodying, because um, there was an arc on Footballers' Wives where someone had, like, a phantom pregnancy, if memory serves. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh. I didn't but know yeah, that. I did like. I thought it was like cute. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a drag race acting challenge. Um, yes. And then they really like it. They're like, Kara, you maybe could have found more levels. Michael, your makeup. What is going on? We love it. Um, well, no, they hated the makeup in the challenge, and then loved the ma- and then they were like, "What lip liner are you using?" Yeah. Which is wild because I don't think Michael had any makeup on. She at least wasn't wearing lipstick. No, not at all. <laughs> Um, but, uh, next up we have Whole Dark, which, oh god, it was so funny. Um, I, I will orgasm. say, I think that, orgasm. so, like, I like Ginger. I think she overacts a little too hard in the beginning of this. Like, she's saying funny things in a way that's meant to be funny, but not in a way that serves enough of a story for me to know why she's saying them. Like, mm, I, pee pee Joe. um, but... Then Kate comes in and she's just spectacular. Slang. She's just, Kill. she's using the entire space. She's so funny. And then when they have to fake the orgasm, Ginger goes for it as hard as she can. And Kate just makes the weirdest no- She, Ginger is faking an orgasm. Kate is playing someone who is bad at faking an orgasm. And that is so much funnier. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Oh my god, it's so blue and awful and gross, and it's the first time in a long time where an acting challenge joke got me to I laugh. was, I, yeah. like, both, then the second orgasm, the, when the second orgasm happened, I was watching it again, and I almost snarfed. I was drinking an energy drink, and I almost shot it out of my nose, because uh, it was just so funny, and I'd already seen it, and it was still just so good. Yeah. They, the, the judges even say, we'd watch a Ginger and Kate sitcom, and, like, I would as well. Hey, wow. I was wow. Say, there's a you know how that... the winner wins a basement show? We have an idea for you. Yeah. I, I, I love a double crowning. 
And both of them already look like soccer balls, so it works out for this episode. <laughs> I hate um, I that gonna, joke. I, well, so I was going to say, even without the double crowning, um, I'm pretty sure that. Um, Baga and Viv. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, Viv, like, Viv's basement show was Baga and Viv. No, Viv had Viv Goes to Hollywood. She also had the Baga and Viv show, which was Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Check your lipstick before you come for me. What about before I come on you? Well, that's for uh, Michael Morulli's lipstick. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. I don't want to be in the middle of this. <laughs> Next up was Pierre. Speaking of Pierre, speaking of thing Pope's, speaking of things Pope wants to be in the middle of. Next up is Femmerdale. I don't want to be here. I don't want. I, listen, I literally wrote, "Oh no, this is giving me a stomach ache." So, like, my biggest problem is that one. You know who deserves a repeater badge for this episode? Me, because apparently I I was brought up in this episode. Whoever, no, but whoever uh, was, uh, whoever edited that scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Fucking king shit. Like, it is, you can tell that they are almost never speaking lines directly one after the other. Like, they are, it is full America's Next Top Model commercial episode, Jay is feeding the lines. But they edit it together so well that it does look good. I will say, it's not great. They don't move well. There's no flow of rhythm. It's, I was not laughing nearly as much as the judges were. Because it was all so forced. But, like, the editing was spot on for a very bad challenge performance. Mm-hmm. Tamara throwing herself back before she slapped was very funny to me. Yeah. Sure. But not intentionally so. And also, does the Pope shit in the woods? Only when I'm camping. There. I got that joke out. I've been waiting for that one all episode. And by that, I mean, I hate this part. I hated Femmerdale. And the whole time, I'm like, oh, they're in the bottom. They're finally Same. sending Dee Dee home. They're sending Dee Dee home. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is the resolution of Dee Dee's arc. Yeah. Um, We finally reached it. Tamara's going to wipe the floor in this lip sync, and it will be fine. Yes. Our day will move on, and we'll jump to next week. It'll be great. Um, and then the notes start. And, the and they start. keep talking about how it's so fun. Part of me started worrying. The notes started, and I got scared that Kate was going to get robbed for Tamara to win this episode. And if that I had that happened, yeah. I would have been so fucking mad. Same. Oh, no. I would have been calling been. my lawyer. Calling my lawyer, starting a riot. Uh, that's not funny today. Los Angeles is in a state of panic. Um, well, it's actually in the it, state it, of California. Also true. Uh, I'm in a state of panic. You're also in the state of California. Way to dox me, God. Sorry, um, Elon Musk, don't cancel my Twitter for this. Oh, totally random. Um, did either of you guys see the trailer for the new Inside Out? I don't want to talk about that. I'll get emotional. <laughs> It'll give me anxiety. Ta-da! I, I, I'm just gonna say, never have I wanted to, pl- never have I been more like, Disney, you wrote a role that was perfect for me. Uh, next time well david much like much like disney and you i have no idea where the standing is when we go to get drinks later like all the girls are in the back and they all feel great because no one got a bad note yeah kara can kind of see the writing on the wall kara's definitely like kara's like aware she's like i think it's i'm lip syncing tonight and it's either against there's a weird level of they gave tamara such good notes that i don't think she's worried i think that in their mind in the the consensus of the room is it's either Kara and Dee Dee or Kara and Michael. Um, which, fine, 
Okay. But the reason it, why Kara knows is because she probably got the bill under the hotel room door. Well, no, uh, I. But like, I think I why she knows is that she, there. she. I mean, it. I. I don't think the loud thing was a great like showed up enough to be like a defining note. But she got a note in the thing that then came up in judging, and that is like a good indication that maybe pack your bags. Um. It's, uh... may, maybe your time is done but so sh- so like we then wind up in the lip sync we let we wind up well, at well, judging before oh. we well, i was gonna say before we get into whose placements the one thing that i will say is when rue said we're splitting hairs everyone was so good so it's coming down to laughs it shouldn't have come down to laughs it should have come down to runway generally i it, agree yeah it like... should have come down to runway and it should have come it should have come down to ability to perform on set. Like, yeah, it is so frustrating to see a team do so badly in the challenge. Like, like literally yelling line constantly. It's the only thing we're seeing. And then we edited it together well, so I guess they're going to be fine. That's the only thing I'm going to get... Now, I don't want this to turn to a Dragula podcast. It's not a Dragula podcast, but Dragula, you know, they'll edit together the best they can. But if you are a nightmare to work with during the challenge, that is part of judging. Your ability to work, your ability to get it together, your ability to be there is part of judging. And I don't know why sometimes it is here, sometimes it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with Didi, because I don't... I think that they would have been fine sending Didi home this episode. I think that they were... If I'm being honest, I think that Didi's taken out two girls now who have badges with, like, kind of undeniable lip-sync wins, and they were genuinely worried that she would take out Tamara. That's actually fair. Like, I, fair. like that is the biggest thing I would say, is that I think that Dee Dee is actually the biggest threat any of these queens have when it comes to being in a lip sync. And I think that yeah. they were actively worried that if she was in the bottom with Tamara, she would pull out something else. She yeah. would have eaten them. She would have eaten them alive. Yeah. yeah. It would have been she murder on the dance under floor. the Kigurumi, too. She definitely so. did. Like, yeah. the thing is, is that all these queens were in outfits ready to lip sync, with maybe the exception of Kate. Yeah. And gender. Like, they were aware they were fine, and everyone else was ready to lip sync. Um, but I also was... I Was I the only one worried that it would be a double win, as if Kate didn't do better than Ginger? I was. I was terrified it was going yeah, to be a double same. win. I was absolutely like, I don't want her to have four wins, but and, like, that's not cons- what we got. Three consecutive. Yeah. Three consecutive wins? Been... That's weird. It, it's, it, it is becoming... Unless her name the... is Ben De La Creme. It is becoming the Ginger Johnson show in a way that we haven't seen since Bimini Bamboulash. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was like, I don't think that Ginger would, or I don't think that Ginger has performed so well in each challenge that she deserves a fourth win. So I was very happy that she did not get it. So Kate wins the, ch- Kate Butch wins the challenge. Finally. Fucking, finally. Finally. Just in time because next week is makeovers. Yes. I'm terrified. Though, I'm just saying, Makeovers is about putting your drag spin on someone else, so Kate just needs to put bad makeup on someone else. Except <laughs> when it's not, and they just decide you're going home, the Makeover is the most rigged, I stand by that, I will die on that Maybe note. she'll beat yeah. Dee Dee in a lip sync. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. 
I am uh, flabbergasted, floored, and shocked this wasn't a No, floor was in I'm down under. Huh. I'm and not... Floor also famously didn't get her flowers until like the very last second. Also true. And or she her was robbed. Floors. Uh I'm just amazed Ginger didn't get a win with her. I'm not mad about it. I'm just amazed. Yeah, I I thought it was gonna happen. A lot of times if a duo is really strong, especially because Kara and Michael were implicitly in the bottom together because they were the the I it, Air can quotes. I say that? Can I say this uh, enough that you can hear the air quotes? Worst group. Uh, yeah. So they were in the bottom together. Typically, if that's the case, we'll also see a double win, a la Ganja and Adore double winning for the um, RuPaul palette uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. I I just I our bottom two are Kara and Michael, and I am staring a hole through my TV t- through Dee Dee and Tamara's heads. Cause it's not their fault, but I'm like, you deserve to be there. I, I mean, it just, it sucks to see it's, it sucks because it again, just feels like we're protecting Tamara as if one, as if Tamara couldn't win a lip sync. Like no, the wildest yeah. part of this is Tamara's an incredibly fierce performer and dancer. She could have beat Dee Dee in this lip sync potentially unless dd was gonna reveal into another ugly corset who knows i mean i will say this the way that it seems to be for whatever reason and i mean and it's funny because i'm pretty sure i brought this up on down under um it feels like every season of drag race at this point whether it's in all stars or whatever it's literally like winner winner chicken dinner won a couple of times won once Never won, but for some reason she's going to make it to the top three. It's it's an odd one. Um, like, it's happened so many times. I think that we're getting... I So I will say, I think the show is getting a little bit more comfortable letting people who are getting badges win. Or not win, but get to the end. They're right. they're getting a little bit more comfortable, at least in the non-American seasons, of letting someone win a lip sync because they won the lip sync and mm-hmm. not because they're doing the best in the competition. Right. Which is something we've absolutely seen in a lot of American seasons. Yeah. And because of that, really great lip syncers can absolutely knock people out who have significantly better track records. Yes. Well, the seasons are also lasting like six months, so, you know, you'll get another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kara, Michael, in the bottom. And this song, uh, Touch Me, I Want Your Body by Samantha by Fox. By Samantha Fox. What the fuck is this thing? I Oh, I can tell you exactly. Is it from um, a movie? Like, it's No, awful. it's it's a, it was a big song in the 80s. Samantha Fox, I'm pretty sure, was like a one-hit wonder. She now does a lot of those, like... 80s cruises or like 80s night with men at work and samantha fox and um a bunch of other random 80s bands that had a hit or two so yeah i'm pretty sure she was just a one-hit wonder with touch me she might have had another one i think she's canadian or she was very big in canada um but yeah that's the song is just uh it's it's just a it's just an 80s pop tune that was like 
you know, around the time of, um, like, Madonna and all that. So, all right. Yeah. I will so say, I was song. shocked that yes. Kara didn't do better in this lip sync. I'm, so here's my notes. Here's my notes. Kara won this lip sync. But, Cara but I don't tripped. think she won it that much. She still won it. Yeah. She still won it, but she didn't win it by much. But she tripped, and she she tripped twice. Yeah. One time big, one time small. And by the rules of RuPaul's Drag Race, fuck you, you fell. Yeah. I yeah. hate it here. Um, so I will say, I just, I thought that she could have been a lot sexier. What I would compare this to is maybe uh, when Bo- uh, Bosco v. Jasmine, um, where Bosco was like, my only goal is to spread my legs as wide as I possibly can. Where she was pulling out all these, like, very sexy, very slinky, like, cabaret burlesque moves. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kara did that that one time with, like, she, like, re- I think I think on her back she managed to make her legs hit the floor in a middle split yeah. while she was laying down. Impressive. Incredible. Um, but I thought that she lacked a, like, fluid sensuality that I thought this song called for. And while yes. I don't think that Michael had that... I just think that, like, Kara didn't deliver enough to win this lip sync, having had to lip sync before. Mm. Um, this is also, her third lip sync, isn't it? Unfortunately, she's... Unfortunately, Kara, this is her fourth lip sync. And Oof. one of them one of them was because she was in the bottom and two of them were for wins. But unfortunately, sometimes it's really hard to win that fourth lip sync either way. It's why I actually don't love lip syncing for the win, because I think that it can really detract from your ability to lip sync for your life. Yeah. It's why, like, Denali doesn't do any of her actual tricks when she's up against Rosé. Still beat her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just... I know this is going to be one of my favorite seasons. Maybe... Maybe my top 10, possibly even top five at this point. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Mm. Because every time one of these girls goes, I'm a little bit like... It's devastating. Oh, yeah. Oh, It's it's awful. Even I don't like Didi it. Even goes, I'm going to be sad. Yeah. I am. That's weird. I don't know how she's going to go. Which of these queens could beat her in a lip sync now? Tamara? The only... Maybe. But they were, yeah. they're not sure of it. And Michael and Kara are just devastated it is uh you, they my look own so upset one. that they have to be up against each other oh, because oh they both know that they did well and they yeah. did well together yeah and whereas tamara and Didi, i mean Didi might be the new caramel because tamara didn't see her in that scene i didn't see yeah. her in that scene but oh. like they didn't notice each other they were talking past each other she didn't even notice when someone hit her um my tummy hurts like yeah, it, it really, and I'm very, do, like when that happened, I was like, I, I I gasped twice this episode. The first time was um, when Kate came out, and the second time was when they announced the bottom two. Yeah, because like I was like, yeah. was, like there is no way that these two are in the bottom two. Like there is, it, it doesn't yeah. make logical sense. And if you want to see what else doesn't make logical sense. You can tune in next week. We got This Toxic Fandom. Make sure to follow us on all social medias at This Toxic Fandom. David is at David J. Gorin. Stephen Pope is at Pro Hobbit Pope. And I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. And before I get into my usual sign-off, um, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Our episode last week was edited by Nick Crawford of the Take 3 podcast. And that is at Take 3 AMP. 
on Instagram if you want to check out their podcast. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, um, Nick. And now that the strikes are over, they can talk about movies again. Exactly. And there's a very good chance that you might hear one, two, or three of us on an upcoming episode, possibly about Muriel's wedding. Ooh. What about her betting? You're terrible, <laughs> Pope. <laughs> but seriously, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. We love you. You're amazing. And you are a silent fourth toxic fan. Um, a silent but you- deadly toxic fan. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be able to be on an episode soon. All right. Anyways, if you like us, tell a friend. If you really like us, tell a friend with benefits. And if you think we're just okay, tell someone who you think got robbed. And if you want to see me stretch my legs as wide as I can, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, stay toxic, love. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no.